The American Association for Cancer Research, AACR, Annual Congress 2022, took place in New Orleans from the 8th to the 13th of April 2022. We heard from experts in GI cancers about some of the key data presented in this field. Dr. Michael Ciccini from the Yale School of Medicine gave us a rundown of the hot topics in gastric cancers at the meeting. More studies with trisuzumab directs Tekin are some of the most tangible ones to really um, uh, get uh, maybe towards towards approval. Um, now that immune checkpoint inhibitors are uh, approved specifically, again, nivolumab in the first line setting, I think that even in the CPS less than five or, or CPS zero subgroups, they're pretty pretty widely being um, being being used in, in all patients by providers now at this point. So I think one one thing that we have to figure out is is how to uh, how to uh, develop new therapies in the post uh, post immune checkpoint uh, era. So what what do we do in the second line setting um, for for these patients? Is there a way that we can uh, resensitize these tumors to um, to immunotherapies? Um, and I, I think we have a lot of work to do to figure out what that what that combination is going to be. I think one other exciting thing is we do know that uh, gastric cancer has a, um, a high rate of either ATM mutations or ATM loss of expression, and there's been a, a few presentations here um, uh, looking at ATR inhibitors. So um, we know that ATM um, and ATR, a, ATM loss of function in combination with an, a pharmacologic inhibition of ATR can, can really um, sensitize these tumors to ATR therapies. So um, I think that's an exciting um, uh, potential target for, for gastric cancer, given probably around 10% of patients have non-functioning ATR. It's just very difficult to tell who, who those patients are. Sometimes the mutation isn't enough, and sometimes people have lost expression in the absence of the mutation. So as we refine our biomarkers, I do think ATR inhibitors will have a role in this disease, and at least in a biomarker-driven subset of patients. Dr. Suchini also discussed recent advances in biomarker-directed therapies for gastric cancer. The gastric cancer is a field that's evolved really rapidly um, over the last few years, um, uh, specifically with the immune checkpoint inhibitors. Initially, several years ago, having the accelerated approval of pembrolizumab, and then now using nivolumab in the first-line setting in combination with chemotherapy. And there's a lot of nuance to understand which biomarker uh, which PDL1 positive or CPS positive groups benefit. So there's a lot of nuances to interpreting the biomarkers for these therapies. The other biomarker we have are, are her, is HER2, um, which of course we've used to trastuzumab um, uh, since the TOGA trial of over a decade ago now at this point. Um, and then we have new HER2 directed therapies with um, trastuzumab deroxetecan in, in the second line or later setting. So uh, those are the main biomarkers we're, we're using. Um, the biomarker analysis from our study looking at HRD, um, uh, homologous recombination deficiency, uh, isn't yet complete and will hopefully be completed over the summer. So I think novel ways to um, to use trisuzumab deoxetecan, um, perhaps in combination with immunotherapy, is, is one way that uh, we might see some new therapies and, um, and, um, uh, and looking at kind of the nuances, the further nuances, and, and who maybe doesn't benefit in the first line setting from immune checkpoint inhibitors are probably what, what's on the horizon. Dr. Zev Weinberg of the University of California, Los Angeles, discussed the likely future directions of research into gastric cancer. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very exciting time in gastric cancer personally. I think we have, first of all, this wave of, as I mentioned, immunotherapy protocols and secondary immunotherapy manipulations that will hopefully change the landscape and keep us busy for the next few years. Simultaneously with that, we've also got the recognition that there are other targeted therapeutic options, and there are several of them right now in phase three drug development that could very well change the landscape over the next few years. So I think the future is bright for uh, uh, drug development and metastatic gastric cancer and even in early stage gastric cancer where a lot of these drugs are moving now. So um, compared to most GI malignancies, I would say the future is bright in this disease. Dr. Weinberg also talked on the phase one trial of TTX030, a first-in-class anti-CD39 antibody plus budigalimab plus folfox in advanced or metastatic gastric or gastroesophageal junction cancer. So, so this was an expansion cohort of a 44-patient cohort of patients with first-line metastatic gastric cancer in which patients all received chemotherapy with modified Folfox-6 along with a PD-1 inhibitor, budigalimab, and TTX-030 dosed bi-weekly. Um, the, the importance of the, of the 44-patient cohort was first to establish safety and tolerability, which we think we did. There were no excessive toxicities reported here, and then to also get some hints of efficacy. And in fact, we, we did report some very interesting observations here. The response rate, uh, unconfirmed, was 62.5% in total and, and about 52.5% confirmed, which included a lot of responses in the CPS under 5 category. So one of the more interesting things that I take out of this um, uh, study has been that the CPS under 5 patients seem to have a very nice and high response that we didn't expect coming into the study. Finally, Dr. Pavel Kalinsky of Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center explains how chemokine modulating infusion can increase local infiltration of immune cells into colorectal tumors. So these two clinical trials okay, are a culmination of past okay, 20 years of preclinical work trying to find how can we reprogram cold tumors by giving systemic treatments. Okay, most of the currently available ways of converting cold tumors into hot ones need okay, either targeted delivery of a drug or potentially okay, sticking a needle in the tumor, which of course is technically very challenging. What we have developed is an alternative approach which utilizes the baseline hyperactivation of NF-kappa-B in the tumor sites, but not in surrounding tissue, to provide the second signal, that's combinatorial signal combined of uh, interferon alpha and double-stranded RNA. The drug we are using is rintatolimod. We can achieve a okay, modulation of tumor microenvironment with two levels of selectivity. First, we activate only tumor tissues without activating surrounding tissues, and this gives us first safety. There is no systemic cytokine storm. And second, it allows us to target multiple okay, tumor, tumors okay, at different sites with single okay, injection, single infusion. So whole patient and all of the micrometastases are being covered. Second aspect, and that's also very interesting, is selective activation of the good chemokines without activation of the TNF-alpha and all of the immunosuppressive factors. So that first, again, helps to limit toxicities. Second, it eliminates okay, immune suppression. So we are having best of both worlds. Okay, we have met okay, primary endpoints in both of these trials. Now we are moving on okay, to combination with vaccines, combination with checkpoint blockers, and combinations with adoptive T-cell therapies. That wraps up our dive into some of the hot topics in GI cancer at AACR 2022. 
There was lots more brilliant research presented at the conference, so take a look at vjoncology.com to find more interviews and discussions. If you want to hear more from us, then check out our podcasts, which can be found on our website and streaming from your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Apple. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more of the latest updates in oncology research.